Hey there, welcome to the Pine Island Experience Podcast. I'm Joanna Anderson with my husband, Trigby. Each of our episodes will be conversations with fellow Pine Islanders. The goal of our podcast is to share with you our experiences, what we have found to be fun, and what makes the Pine Island Experience so unique. Actually, on my birthday, I thought, what do I want to do for my birthday? Well, my name means princess, so let's have a princess party. And we had the cutest little princesses coming in for it. And they got to make their own tiaras. Even little boys made their own tiaras. It was cute and fun and busy and a great day. And we were a part of Teacher Appreciation Day at the elementary school. We delivered 33 cups to them. We were part of the library summer reading program just a week or two ago and delivered 66 cups to them. The preschool called last week to see if they could do a field trip to our, our little shop. So we can't wait to see them. The voice you heard is Sarah Brinks describing the good times she's been having hosting events at her new business, the Frozen Flip Flop, near the center. This brave lady survived the tough work involved in starting a business only to be hit with Hurricane Ian soon after opening. Sarah likes watching people's faces when they eat her frozen yogurt and enjoys how much fun they're having just chit-chatting. She said she really likes getting to know people because it's a ton of fun. And now, here's Sarah. Well, Sarah, welcome. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy you came. And I know this is your only day off during the week, so we appreciate you coming here, spending time with us. We can't. We're just so excited about uh, your story. Thanks Thank you for, for sharing having me. I appreciate everything you're doing for people on the island. Well, we love doing it. It's it's been so much fun. We like to start in the beginning, like how you got started, where you grew up, what what you've done, um, any careers, everything before you got here. What, what what was your background like? Well, I honestly had a pretty rough background. I grew up very poor. My dad left when I was about four. Um, Gratefully, I had a stepdad that took the role as my dad. I'll probably cry about this, but even to this day, he and I are so very close. He guides me in everything. A very good Christian godly man. Love him to death. I grew up in a very small town. Uh, When I did get married, I moved to a larger town, but then got divorced, so ended up back in the small town. I worked at Art Van Furniture after um, I had bought a bunch of, of rental properties during the housing market crash starting in 2009. But there really wasn't a whole lot to do with the rental properties, so I started working at Art Van Furniture. Unfortunately, they went under at the start of the pandemic. So I found myself just sitting in my house in Michigan. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't get another job. I couldn't see anybody. So I just felt like if I, if I stayed in that house by myself, I would literally just go insane. So it kind of pushed me to do what I had dreamed of since I bought my house here on Pine Island in 2016, which was to start a frozen yogurt shop. I had interviewed a bunch of people in 2017, kind of taking a survey to see what people wanted in the center. And the number one answer was frozen yogurt. I only got two answers. It's frozen yogurt, or not, well, ice cream and coffee. 
Well, diabetes is rampant on Pine Island because it's, you know, it's a, an older community. So I felt frozen yogurt being lower in sugar, lower in fat, healthier would be better than ice cream. They all said they had missed the Dairy Queen soft serve, so frozen yogurt soft serve, and so far, so good. Yeah. So whereabouts in Michigan were the, the small town that you mentioned? Just be, I know there's a lot of people from Michigan that have relocated mm -hmm. or at least own property on the island, so people might be interested. It was called Sand Lake, so it was about 30 minutes north of Grand Rapids. North of Grand Rapids, okay. And then, so you mentioned that that was a dream. So buying the properties during the housing market decline, it shows some entrepreneurship, but owning your own business, I mean, was was that a natural progression over time or just something that like long time ago, you said at some point in time, I, I want to own my own business, be my own boss kind of thing. It was a natural progression. I had worked as an insurance agent for State Farm Insurance for many years prior to buying the rental properties. Mm -hmm. And when I bought the rental properties, I kind of retired from that. But I had often thought, well, maybe I might want to own a State Farm okay. insurance company, but I didn't have enough drive to do that at that point. I was still very quite young. I needed more experience. I felt kind of green yet, needed to grow a lot more. And then when I started the rental properties, that was kind of my own business. So mm -hmm. it got the ball rolling a little bit. But the frozen yogurt shop, I wasn't going to do for another 20 years when I retired. It was going to be my fun little retirement gig. That was your future, right? Mm -hmm. But how did you find Pine Island? That was just pure luck. I had called my realtor who had bought and then later sold all my rental properties in Michigan to see if he could sell me something in Florida. And the only reason I did that is because I only had two weeks of vacation at the time and nobody in Florida wants to rent to somebody that only is here for two weeks. They want to rent to snowbirds. Mm -hmm. So I was having trouble finding a place to come and vacation to for just two weeks. So he said he couldn't sell me anything here, but he could refer me to somebody that could sell me a house down here. So I called her and she said, well, how about Pine Island? I said, I've never heard of it before. But <laughs> sure. It was, you know, it was a big secret until yeah. Hurricane Ian hit. Yeah. So she called me, sent me some pictures, sent me the details about it. I relied on her and the housing inspector to let me know what was going on. I didn't even come down and look at it. I bought Never. it with existing tenants. But I figured since I was a landlord already that that would be, you know, a simple transition and they could actually stay longer because they were supposed to be out with the current landlord in July, but I wasn't coming until November to renovate and do what I wanted with it. So it all worked out for everybody. And I got down here and it was a lovely house and a lovely community and a lovely island and it was a good move. Wow. So I was just plain lucky. That's a great story. And you ended up in a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. I did. And that was in 2016, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember that. And then um, how long have you been living here full time then? Since right I, after the pandemic, maybe? Well, I relocated here the end of, so November 5th of 2021. Okay. I relocated here. I did have to go back April of 2022 to sell everything in Michigan. But I only stayed back in Michigan for about nine days. And I was back here again full time. And what was it like? I have to ask about Ian because you had just opened and then Ian hit. And I read about you and, and what you went through and how you helped. 
in how you opened right away to help. But can you tell us a little bit about what that was like? It was very scary to open July 21st um, because it was August and September are known as the slowest months here of the year. So that alone was scary. And then when the hurricane, I heard about the hurricane, that got even more scary. I thought I was just, I was going to lose everything. I had a bag packed. I was going to fly back to Michigan and just hunker down there until everything calmed down here. But some of my friends were going to stay. So they had talked me into staying at my friend's house, which was built for a Cat 5. And we were comfortable there until the surge came. It was 7 feet and 30 seconds. So we made a run for it to the neighbor's stilt house with everything that we could carry that we had brought with us. And that house shook for the back half of the hurricane. I was pretty sure we were coming off the pilings and going right into the ocean. Oh, my. And then when it was all over, the water had sucked back out, so the roads were dry, so we went back to the first house. The next day, I was driven back to my shop first because it was on the way to my house. And I walked up to it, looked inside, and just sobbed because everything was fine. Oh, I bet you were amazed. You probably didn't expect that. I thought I thought I would just be destroyed. Everything I had built would be destroyed. And then they drove me to my house and the same thing. So it was okay? More gratefulness, more sobbing because everything, I mean, I say everything was fine. I, there was some damage, but mm-hmm. livable and okay. And then things got more scary because... We were being told that the road was destroyed and we were all going to have to evacuate. And that at that point, I thought I was going to lose my only home that I owned now and my job, my business. And I had put everything into both of those that I had. So I would have nothing to start over with. No. And did not know where I would go. I'd have to go back to Michigan and live with family was my thought. Thank God we didn't have to do that. And then three weeks later, the power came back on. The road was rebuilt. I had saved chocolate and vanilla at my house with the whole house generator. So wow! I called my stepdad, who owns a restaurant in Michigan, and I said, Dad, I could open right now, but I feel guilty because I know others are way, way, way worse than, than where I'm at right now. Should I open? And he said, Honey, you have to. Mm-hmm. I think, you, didn't you open for the first responders? Didn't you do that or you had a day? I did or? first responder deliveries. Oh, my goodness. I had some sponsors that helped me with that. They paid for frozen yogurt so I could deliver it to first responders. Oh, how great was that? The people without vehicles that couldn't get to me. Oh, wow. People were coming into my shop just crying because it was something normal mm-hmm. and they just needed some normalcy. Oh, you must have made a lot of people very happy. And I knew a lot of people did not have kitchens, no way to cook. Mm-hmm. None of the restaurants were open. Right. I had a kitchen, so I went out and bought and cooked a breakfast food. I didn't make a dime on that food. I sold it at the least amount that I could just so people could get some food and some breakfast. For How as wonderful. As I did it for as long as I could do it. How wonderful. So it's really interesting to me because I think whether you live in and around Florida or you watch the news and friends and family from you, you know, we get calls from 
all over the country, and you probably get them from Michigan, that, oh, the wind's the wind's the wind. So not to keep reliving memories, but you just the, I think people don't understand storm surge, and you witness it firsthand. So, like, everything was pretty much, and I'm paraphrasing, so if I'm doing it wrong, my apologies, but everything was pretty much cool, and, like, 30 seconds later, there was seven. I mean, that's just absolutely amazing. And I don't think, I, I think if, that's one of the probably, if you've not seen it or you, you probably can't even imagine that, that that could happen, but it obviously you were there and saw it and that's when you scurried to the other house. It didn't seem real to me. I knew okay. it was happening. Mm-hmm. We could see the water slowly rising in the canals that we could view. It, but then all of, I, I said something to the girls. I turned around, and it was to the doorstep, and it, it just didn't seem real. It was almost like w- I was watching a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, yeah, almost like, you know, the way they fool you when you're watching a TV show or a movie, mm-hmm. but actually you're standing there watching mm-hmm. this stuff. Oh, and the wow. wind sounded like a train. Yeah. It did. You hear it. Mm-hmm. So that story's true about it yeah. sounding like a train. Yeah, it did. Wow. Yeah, we could stand outside through parts of it. It, it just it didn't eye, seem yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is, that's just something else. So uh, I've always, uh, I know there was another one that came through Florida years ago, and uh, I got on a conference call, and they said, oh, like, you know, hurricane's over, everything's good. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's still down trees blocking a lot of... It wasn't here. Um, I said, like, our, we live down a road, and you go east or west based upon where you wanted to go. And I said, the only way for us to get out of the house and go get groceries and whatnot is to turn east. You know, and you, instead of, like, driving straight, you had to kind of zigzag through streets until, you know, the county or the city was able to get them cleared. But they think once the, the winds and the rain are gone that everything's fine, and I think the... Uh, I think that's what, for us at least, after we got back over here, uh, we didn't have as near as much damage as everybody else, but we had damage, and we were able to live in the home, which was, you know, a massive relief. But, you know, because there was no power right up front, we had to go get ice and stuff every day. You just drove past all this destruction. And I think that was a tough part. And I know we had friends in another neighborhood, and somebody was funding... Um, Papa John's pizzas, mm-hmm. but they were out at the intersection. <laughs> we were coming over to take them some cold drinks, and the people said, "Would you like some hot pizza?" And I said, "No, no, we're good, thank you. That's very kind of you." But I said, "You know, I know there's people up and down these streets, and they're inside their homes cleaning out, whether it be dirt or soaking furniture or peeling drywall." I said. I don't think they're going to leave their homes because they're cleaning, protecting them. Number two is they probably don't know you're here. They're like, oh. So then they started (laughs) sending kids that were with them up and down the streets, and they'd yell into the homes and say, hey, we have pizza. So that delivery is just outstanding because there's a massive difference between saying we offered something versus people being aware of it and being able to take it. And I think what you said is really, really true. I think we were all searching for normal. She, one day I said, because the electrical trucks, you know, were all up and down blocking Stringfellow, and God love them, they got it fixed relatively quickly. I said, where are you driving? She goes, I have to have coffee. Mm-hmm. And she went on the hot, so a place that it was able to make and serve coffee, and it's just like, I mean, coffee love notwithstanding, it was like, 
that's a normal day as you get up and you have a cup of coffee. And for so many days, we didn't have normal where you didn't get up and have mm-hmm. your coffee and get started like you normally do. Yeah. So He said to me, well, don't take the car because we're hearing stories that the car won't start. It'll run and then it won't start because we had left it in the garage. And he said, you're going to get trapped. I said, I don't, I need a cup of coffee. It's been, weeks. yeah, I don't know how long it had been, weeks. I, I, I just need something normal. I need a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was fine. It started and came back. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's all I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't that sound silly? No, I got that a lot at the shop when I was serving the breakfast. Mm-hmm. The biggest okay. thing was people wanted the coffee. <laughs> that was normal. Mm-hmm. And they needed that. <laughs> yes. People were living in tents and yeah. homes full of muck. Yeah. Homes full of mold. Yeah, they just needed some niceness, just to yeah. feel like somebody cared about right. them. Yeah, they weren't alone. So if we go back to the business, the name of the company. So did you work on that for years, or you just woke up one day and said, "That's what I'm going to name it"? Or how'd you get to that <laughs> point? That's a cute story. It was at the beginning of the pandemic. The company I'd worked for went under, so I was stuck at home. My brother was an essential worker. So um, he needed a babysitter for my 10-year-old niece, his daughter. So I babysat her. So we hunkered down in my house, and we just started chatting about this idea that I had, and she and I came up with that. Well, it's a great, I mean, everybody wears flip-flops on the island. Mm -hmm. It's a great name. I think it's very fitting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you had, I saw a picture on, on your Facebook where you had a great, big, huge frozen flip-flop. Is that in the store? There was somebody who was standing in front of a, of a flip-flop, not a frozen one, but just a picture. No, I don't know where that came from. It was one of your posts. No, I don't think that was mine because I don't have a giant frozen flip-flop. <laughs> I had asked somebody to make me one, but they moved, so. Oh, Okay. And I had some people messaged me, messaged me with like a flip-flop Christmas tree around Christmas time and thought that would be a good idea for me, but I have no idea how to create that because I don't have any artistic capabilities. <laughs> Unless all the ornaments are flip-flops and they yeah. put in a regular tree. Yeah. It's yeah, a great idea. Know. There's a lot of creative people out there. They can there help really you with are. that. This island is full of Yes. Them. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of creatives. Yeah. When we got your location, did you have to do a lot of remodeling? Obviously, you had to have ice cream equipment or, for, excuse me, yogurt equipment in there, but were you able to kind of use it as is? I mean, you talked about remodeling homes in the past, so did mm-hmm. you do some of that or did you contract that out? or and What was that process like? How long did it take? Well, you that, mentioned opening on July 21st, so mm-hmm. back up getting to that, the work required to get open. It took a year and a half because wow. I had to have the place rezoned. It was zoned for office only, so I had oh. to pay a lawyer to ha- to get it rezoned to f- like food. Okay. Oh wow! So it did take a long time. I had to rent the space the whole time with no income. Oh no! To get it done and pay a lawyer to get all of that done, so it cost me about three to four times more than a typical place like this should cost to get going. Mm-hmm. The um, little areas that the machines are in those were old dressing rooms from island time fashions so i just had the doors redone so that it would um, fit more of what i needed and then um like the shelf where all the candy 
sits on mm-hmm. in the bar area that surrounds the cooler and the freezer and the cash register. I had that all custom built with uh, White Hill Construction did it. They're a great company. I'd recommend them. Highly recommend. And did you design, did you do the designing yourself? I did, yes. It's a wonderful flow. Thank you. I love how that flows. It goes all around the perimeter. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Thank you. Then you can have all of those candies and toppings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still want to get some of the old-timey candies in there that we remember from way back when, when mm-hmm. we were kids. Oh, yes. I just haven't gotten to it yet. And I'm trying to help artists and other people around here that have no shops to sell in still be able to sell some of their shop mm-hmm. shop stuff. It's so I kind things, of don't have room for the candy right now. It's funny how things work out. We were just within the last 48 hours talking about the name of, they were peanuts with kind of, they were kind of like burnt, burnt or candied peanuts. They had yeah, the bone. I know what so, you're talking about. But it's Those an older candy. And yeah. so now here you said saying, yeah, you were thinking about yeah. bringing the older candy. They're probably on my list. I still do. Uh, <laughs> what's that stuff I eat at Halloween? Candy corn. Oh, he loves yeah. candy know, corn. That was something that we had as kids. And <laughs> yeah. it, I know it's still sold, but it, it's not mm-hmm. something that you normally think about. But you do reminisce when you see those mm-hmm. old candies. Yep. Happy memories, mm-hmm. those candies. I'm hoping when I do it, that's what it will bring back. Sure. For people, our happy memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine they're smiling the whole time they're in there. I mean, we talked to our, we saw one of our neighbors walking the dog, and I said, have you been up there? And he said, Oh, yeah, it was really good, especially all the candy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he said he likes the toppings better. <laughs> <laughs> he goes there for the yeah. toppings. But, I mean, he gets some yogurt so he can put all the toppings yeah. on. It was so funny. So talk a little bit about, do you make the yogurt, or how does that how does that get to the machine? And what? I don't make the yogurt. I would need to build a factory. Ah, okay. <laughs> I would need a lot more space <laughs> if I made it myself. But I have two different vendors that make it. Okay. Um, one is out in Cape Coral. Uh, the other one was in Sarasota, but unfortunately, they won't deliver to Pine Island anymore. Uh-uh. Even though de- they delivered to Farmer Joe's, they just—it's it, just yeah, they just. Wow. Maybe you can meet them in the parking lot. I mean, that doesn't make sense. I know, but I got to keep it cold from Farmer Joe's. <laughs> frozen, yeah. cold. Yes, right. That's crazy. So um, it, it just gets delivered to me, and it comes frozen, and there's hoppers in the back of the machines, and Ooh. I pour it in there. And the so machine, pre-flavored and everything. It is, yes. Okay. This new vendor that I just found, though, is not pre-flavored, so we do the mixing of theirs on location. Oh, excellent. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're actually um, going to... Actually, two of the flavors I have right now are theirs, and they went over well this week. Good. So I'm very happy with their product, and I can't wait to try their other flavors like toasted coconut. Oh yeah, German chocolate cake, Snickers. So is it going to kind of have maybe a couple standbys or the the people always love, and then like rotate flavors for people? Or I have uh, probably ten favorites. Okay. That have been voted for fl- favorite. Oh, but I, I run more often than the rest of the favorite the flavors because mm-hmm. of it. And of course, I always have to have chocolate and vanilla. Yeah. The yep. men seem to prefer the vanilla and the kids seem to prefer the vanilla so they can put any topping fits vanilla. Oh, oh yeah. Good point. That's how Good it point. works. And then the women like all the other flavors is the trend I'm seeing. And then how do you pick the, the current toppings? How, how did those get, again, as you, you mentioned voting on flavors, is that something you did out of research or, or customer feedback? Or I did. You- I researched other frozen yogurt shops. 
and kind of made it similar. And then if I get a request a few times from a few different customers, I'll integrate that particular topping in. And if one doesn't seem to be going quickly, then I'll take that one out and replace it with the mm -hmm. one that people have suggested a few times. Which top? Uh, this is it probably. <laughs> which <laughs> toppings? I'm fascinated. Which toppings go fastest? Or like, you know, if you you know you kind of profile like a lot of men and kids like the vanilla for the time. Mm -hmm. Which toppings are you replenishing the most often? I guess maybe the chopped Reese's. Oh, really? Goes very quickly, and the the gummies. So the gummy bears, the gummy worms, the gummy sharks. Does gummy go really quickly. go with ice cream? It, the kids. And they're chewing it and mm -hmm. eating ice cream. They love it. But you chew peanuts and you put mm -hmm. those in ice cream. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And then the boba. I didn't even know what boba was. What is boba? I I, no this. idea either. It's sure. like flavor bursting balls. Oh, my. Balls. They just want it bursting yeah. in there while yeah. they're eating the ice yeah, cream. It's very popular with the kids. So you have to go with that. I, yeah. I did. I didn't know anything about them. And then somebody mentioned it. So I had no idea. I was asking the lifeguards at the pool community pool do you have any idea what this boba is <laughs> so they described it to me and i got some and it went over well yeah now you have to keep it in stock don't you yeah yeah but you said you're mixing your own flavors now yeah right with the new vendor yes. do you like that i mean is it fun for you to it's, it's more work for us but it's okay because i can if i want it more flavorful yeah. or less flavorful i'm in control of that now you can create your own. Right. You could mix two flavors or sometimes I did that anyway with the even the stuff that comes frozen. Yeah. To create more options. That sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. It is fun, yeah. Do you have tasting parties then too? Or no. <laughs> oh darn it. <laughs> Just me and Eva. <laughs> Here, taste it. Yeah. Is it any good? <laughs> yeah. So we've seen the cups that you can dispense into. Uh, are there other options beyond just the cups if people want them in terms of? Well, over the Memorial Day holiday, we featured banana splits. So we have banana boats right now. Ah, excellent. But our modified banana splits, over the holiday, we did with bananas. Mm -hmm. But those are so hard to keep fresh. Yes. I, I would really have a hard time keeping yeah. up. So in our modified one, we just use banana yogurt. Ah, okay. In place of the banana. That was smart. Which is good for you anyway. Yeah, it's better. Lower cholesterol, so lactic acid, you know. Well, yeah, I wanted you to talk about that because I don't think everybody understands <laughs> how healthy yogurt, frozen mm -hmm. yogurt really is yeah. uh, and all the benefits. Mm -hmm. Well, it's full of protein. The lactose during the process of making it turns to lactic acid. So lactose intolerant people do not have a problem eating it. The lactic acid helps lower cholesterol. Um, frozen yogurt helps lower blood, pr blood pressure. It's 96 and a half percent to hundred percent fat free, depending on the flavor. So it's a very low in fat and naturally low in sugar. It has eight grams of sugar per two thirds of a cup. So it's really not bad for you at all. And the no sugar added, you usually have one of those, right? Or, uh... I try, I try to. But Every how time. much lower, I mean, is it really a big difference in sugar content when it's no sugar added? No, not really. Yeah, okay. It's just people have the mindset that I can't change. Yeah, so it's just psychological mm -hmm. if it mm -hmm. says no sugar added. And I, if people want that, then that's what I'm going to have. Okay. Well, then they only have a limited choice, mm -hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
And they, they skip the candy anyway. <laughs> or they should. Well, I can't tell secrets. No, 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 no. Your your customers would not like that. So you mentioned banana splits. Any other options? Pardon? Any banana other split? options? You mentioned like the banana splits kind of thing or the modified banana split. Like, I don't know, do people do frozen yogurt cones? Do you have those? We or? do have cones. Cones, okay. Yeah. You tried shakes for a while, didn't you? We still have milkshakes. Okay. We can still do floats. Oh, we're going to integrate, um, we're, we're calling them frozen flip-flops. So they are flip-flop shaped ice cream sandwich cookies. Oh, so that sounds good. Integrating that shortly and ice cream cakes or frozen yogurt cakes. We're go- that's been requested. So we're going to integrate ice cream cakes shortly. So is it like a flip-flop like cookie and then the filling is the yogurt and then yes. another cookie kind of like yes. your- just Mercy. like an ice cream sandwich. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I have to tell you, I told you yesterday, you probably think I'm just weird. I'd never had frozen yogurt in my life. It just never came up. It tasted better than ice cream. I think so too. It really did. It was so creamy and so good. I haven't tried the, the a quart. I want to get a quart now too and mm-hmm. see and have it at home. But oh my, and that, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Doing it yourself, and pulling you the levers exactly how you want it. Yeah, you don't have to order off a menu if you want this certain Sunday. That's a Sunday you can make. Yeah, no, I, I'm like, oh, I get to pull the lever myself, and mm-hmm. so then, of course, like a little kid, all right, I, I'll do the chocolate. Oh, I'll do vanilla and I'll do chocolate. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can do whatever you want, mm-hmm. and then you walk around and then you look at all the toppings and. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. It really is. And exciting news is I've been approached by Captiva Island, and they would like me to franchise out there. Yes. Wow. You hope and to someday franchi- franchise, didn't you? starting Wednesday, the frozen flip-flop frozen yogurt will be on Captiva Island. You heard it here first, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's congratulations. Mm-hmm. Excited. Well done. How did you get involved with a local artist? You mentioned that you're trying to help out other people that don't have shops. And I'm sure you know, you mentioned cost to get going, rental of a building. You have to man the building. You talked about working 60 hours a week. So the idea and the impetus to offer that and then finding the artist to be able to sell things for them. Well, how that got started was I had actually seen um, my ceiling tile idea that I have in the shop at... uh, a local hospital here. So I had posted on the Pine Island Prospect, anybody want to paint some tiles? Because I think it's a neat idea. And boy, did I get a response. So that's how I got to meet all of the artists from painting my ceiling tile. Mm -hmm. So then the conversations just progressed into, well, do you want to sell some art out of here then? Well, yeah. Of course they did. We don't have any other place that we can sell it out of right now. So it was... Very easy. It was very clever. I know you walk around and you get to meet people. And, you know, I think we've often said that one of the positives from Ian, and, uh, you know, if you look, they are there, but got to know people much, much better because everybody was cleaning their homes and helping mm-hmm. each other lift things. But we started to talk to people. And we found that we've got a neighbor that does paintings that are wonderful. We've got another one that designs greeting cards. and 
Stained glass. Stained glass. So here you are, mm-hmm. you know, you just live your life and you're going back and forth doing whatever. And then you find out that, um, and I guess it's maybe kind of what a characteristic of an island. I mean, I know people, artists used to flock to the keys or, you know, those kinds of things. And you get this islandy thing and it does seem to attract people with talents and or they now have time to pursue those talents. So to give an outlet, because it's one thing to be able to create, but I don't think people understand the overhead and the issues with running a business and the taxes mm-hmm. and the paperwork and the permits and all that. So to have some place, you know, where they can get their stuff or, mm-hmm. you know, have a retail site. Cause well, that's the other thing you can't running a website's damn expensive too mm-hmm. uh, with one with the shopping cart. So now they have a, I don't want to say an outlet that sounds like it's low cost, low quality, but I mean, they, they have some place where they can sell yep. without having to go through all that. I wish I had more space because mm-hmm. I've had others say, hey, can I sell there too? But I, d- I just don't have any more room for anything. Kind of a good problem to have, though, in a way. I mean, it shows you how much it's appreciated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of the artists I knew from going to water aerobics at the community pool. Just, just relationships that I've built since I've been here. Yeah. Well, we have met so many artists and creatives. Mm-hmm. I, I, the island's filled with them. And the island is well known for how many creative artists yeah. that we have here for their art. Well, maybe you can have like an art, you know, sidewalk kind of a parking lot. Well, day. actually, I was thinking about that because in Grand Rapids where, you know, I lived in near, they had Art Fest or whatever they called it downtown. I thought that would be a cool thing to have here on Pineland, Pine right. Island because there are just so many wonderful artists around here. Yeah, that would be a great idea. So even just to walk around and take a look at what they have to offer. And mm-hmm. I think it'd be a fun activity. Well, Fort Myers had it um, on a, like say a one Friday a month or something, where I think I think I remember reading and and you everybody could go you know after work or whatever, and it would be all the artists on the sidewalks mm-hmm. in downtown Fort and they Myers. They have food vendors. And, yes. Yeah, it'd be a great idea. Mm-hmm. So kind of like the Island Crab Fest, we could have an Island Art Fest. Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful idea. So you mentioned the holiday special. I think you said holiday for the uh, banana splits or whatever. Other holiday specials or other events that you support or participate in? Well, we had a big to-do for Christmas. We had Santa, Mrs. Claus, their daughter. I didn't <laughs> the even know ones. they had a daughter. A <laughs> couple, couple of their elves were in. Yeah, and um, Corey at Sound Electric was a big part of making that a success. She and her crew supplied all of the gift bags for all of the kids. I had um, a group from Tampa that wanted to help because they felt um, that they could have been us and were grateful they weren't. So they came in and provided a bunch of the gifts for the gift bags and they were the, also the same ones that um, provided the funds to um, deliver the frozen yogurt to the first responders and those that had lost their cars, the same group. Well, I would hope by now people are drooling for frozen yogurt. So talk a little bit about when you're open so they can uh, fill that uh, need. So we're open Tuesday through Sunday, noon to 8. Apple Maps does say we're open until 8.30. I've tried getting them to change it, but that's <laughs> wrong. Don't listen to that. It's that's noon to eight. And you, po- you post it 
it's on Facebook and on Google, right? Mm-hmm. Your hours. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're always posting flavors, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I know. to keep up with posting when the flavors change. You get a lot of comments about mm-hmm. your flavors. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've gotten a, a lot of wonderful feedback. I am just very grateful for everybody that is doing everything that they can. Yeah. To make this a success. It, well, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing for the island. It really is. Now, I know you've had, um, you go to the elementary schools you've had and the library. So you have events and you've had the kids come in. There was a, a princess. We had actually on my birthday, I thought, what do I want to do for my birthday? Well, my name means princess. So let's have a princess party. And we had the cutest little princesses coming in <laughs> for it. And they got to make their own tiaras. Even little boys made their own tiaras. It was cute and fun and busy and a great day. And we were a part of Teacher Appreciation Day at the elementary school. We delivered 33 cups to them. Oh, We were a part of the library summer reading program just a week or two ago and delivered nice. 66 cups to them. The preschool called last week to see if they could do a field trip to our, our little shop. So we can't wait to see them. And you have plenty of parking. Yes. So you can and have these events. That. Yeah. And it's nice and air conditioned and cool yes. in the building on these hot days. Mm-hmm. So you can cool yourself from the inside out. Yeah. Too. It's perfect. And it's perfect location. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Oh, how do they request a catering event? That was one thing. If they want, do they contact, just call you or on, and your number's on Facebook or email you or? Oh, they usually stop by. Oh, that's even better. Relationships, so they just stop by. And that way they can answer all your questions. And, yeah. They can see all your toppings. Mm-hmm. And- <laughs> I've been a part of the, the kids' walkathon. I've provided awards for that. Oh, nice. Free frozen yogurt. That's so nice of you to do that. It's my pleasure. I'm having a ton of fun. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Well, we're happy you're on the island. We're so glad you came, you. came and you talked to us today. We learned so much. Trig is very excited over all those toppings, <laughs> as you can tell. But oh, thank you so much. And we'll be seeing you a lot now. Now that we know you and we know what you have. And our friend we brought, she wants to go back. She wants to bring her kids when they come and visit. Wonderful. So, yeah. And thank you so much. Excellent. Thanks, Sarah. We hope you enjoyed our Pine Island Experience podcast. If you have any ideas for us, people to interview, or any comments, please feel free to email them to us at pineislandexperience at gmail.com. That's pineislandexperience, all one word, at gmail.com. Don't forget to like us, and you may subscribe to this podcast using all the major catchers like Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening, and remember, island life is a constant vacation. We'll see you on the next podcast.